0: This is the 208th QuackCast, a review of supplements, complementary, and alternative medicine. Don't forget I have another podcast, Sisyphus Speaks, the podcast of the Society for Science-Based Medicine, that also covers issues referable to scams. It includes a weekly update of what's going on in the world of pseudomedicine. This, as I said, is the 208th QuackCast, and it's called... Spinal manipulation for back and neck pain. Does it work? Annotated. I was getting ready to discuss healthcare workers and influenza vaccination when spinal manipulation for back and neck pain. Does it work? Popped up in my feeds. I read it. Ugh. Duty call, so perhaps influenza vaccination will await next time. The article was in Medscape, and so for the sake of openness, I do note that I am a paid Medscape blogger, but my tax returns will not be released until after the audit is complete. The article starts with, quote, in her office at McMaster University in Toronto, Anne Gross, MSC, has logged paper after paper showing that spinal manipulation can help control neck pain. The evidence keeps growing and growing, she says. I have an eponymous law on Rational Wiki, Chrislop's Law. I think I need another pseudo-medical law named after me, which states that when a pseudo-medical intervention says there is growing evidence, there isn't. It is a corollary, I suppose, to Betterich's Law of Headlines, which states that, quote, any headline that ends at a question mark can be answered by the word, No. Well, perhaps the growing evidence is more of a Kellyanne Conway statement, an alternative fact, because while it is true that there is growing evidence, it is terrible evidence. Remember that when any intervention is compared to usual care, the intervention in question will always result in improvement in subjective symptoms. As Dr. Edzard Ernst points out, it is a trial design that generates only positive results. We conclude that the A plus B versus B design is prone to false positives, where A, for example, is an intervention, acupuncture, chiropractic, Reiki, homeopathy, and B is standard care. There are two numerous to count pseudo-medical studies that use this methodology, and all are useless for evaluating efficacy. The A plus B versus B study only demonstrates that the researchers did not know what they are doing for study design Or have zero interest in anything beyond generating propaganda. And if you apply a flawed study design to an intervention with a prior plausibility of zero, false positives are guaranteed. The question is whether an intervention is better than a sham or placebo intervention. To know if an intervention is effective, especially if an intervention is not based in known reality of anatomy, physiology, and biochemistry, you want to do a sham-controlled, placebo-controlled, preferably double-blinded study. So let's check out that growing literature of chiropractic manipulation compared to sham chiropractic for neck pain. And if you think there is no valid sham chiropractic manipulation, think again. There are people that have done valid sham manipulations. So there is short-term usual chiropractic care for spinal pain, a randomized controlled trial from 2013. Quote, short-term chiropractic treatment was superior to sham. However, treatment effects were not clinically important. And it was those who knew they were getting treatment who had the most improvement. It was a classic placebo effect. And that's it for manipulation versus sham manipulation for neck pain. But that is growth zero to one in the last 100 years. Manipulation versus sham manipulation for back pain? Well, there is spinal manipulation, a systematic review of sham-controlled, double-blind, randomized clinical trials, which includes a whopping, get this, two studies of back pain. And they found, quote, the most rigorous of these studies suggest that spinal manipulation is not associated with clinically relevant specific therapeutic effects. Or the recent review, The Effectiveness of Complementary Manual Therapies for Pregnancy-Related Back and Pelvic Pain, a systematic review with meta-analyses where, quote, meta-analyses found positive effects for manual therapy on pain intensity when compared to usual care and relaxation, but not when compared to sham interventions. So here is the classic interpretation. When an intervention is equal to sham or placebo, it is not effective. The intervention does not work. It is, for example, why we no longer do mammary artery ligation for angina. But take spinal manipulative therapy for chronic low back pain in older veterans, a prospective randomized placebo-controlled trial. Quote, The SMT did not result in greater improvement in pain when compared to our sham intervention. However, SMT did demonstrate a slightly greater improvement of disability at 12 weeks. The fact that patients in both groups showed improvements suggests the presence of a nonspecific therapeutic effect. There's no suggest about it. Again, not better than sham equals no efficacy. And nonspecific therapeutic effect is code for placebo effect. And that's it for the growing literature of clinical trials with meaningful methodologies, placebo-controlled, blinded studies that I found on PubMed. There are numerous A plus B versus V studies, but they tell you nothing. So that literature that is growing and growing is less than impressive in terms of numbers or outcomes. On to the second paragraph. Quote, Gross, a physiotherapist and associate professor of rehabilitation science, helped write a 2015 Cochrane review of the literature that is already at work on updating the paper. So that implies, and maybe this is just me, that the Cochrane review is favorable for manipulation since it follows the growing and growing quote. And just what does that review say? Quote, no high quality evidence was found, so uncertainty about the effectiveness of mobilization or manipulation for neck pain remains. Color me? Unimpressed. So how about the third paragraph? Mounting evidence also supports spinal manipulation for low back pain, says Roger Chu, MD, professor of medicine at Oregon Health and Science University in Portland, Oregon, who led a similar review for the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality last year. And the results of that similar review? These include exercise, yoga, and Tai Chi, various physiologic therapies, multidisciplinary rehabilitation, acupuncture, spinal manipulation versus an inert treatment, and low level laser therapy. Effects were small to moderate in magnitude, and they point to a table. In that table, there is spinal manipulation versus inert treatment, seven trials, which had small effects. But the spinal manipulation versus sham manipulation, the gold standard for showing efficacy, had pause here for dramatic effect while we decide which baker has to leave the tent. No effect. Let me repeat. Manipulation and sham manipulation are equal. That means it doesn't work. And that begs the question. I have back pain. I'm going to go to a chiropractor for manipulation. But how do I get manipulation that is versus an inert treatment and avoid the manipulation that is versus a sham treatment? Because it is the former that works and the latter that does not. I can do that. How? Please. Kelly Ann, Kelly Ann, did it rain at the inauguration? Were the crowds huge? Was it the greatest electoral college victory ever? Are you being tapped by the Obama administration? Does chiropractic work better than sham? Is the support of literature growing and growing? Do these, quote, findings counter decades of accusations of quackery mounted against healers who massage or manipulate patients' muscles or joints? No. It is, at least in its chiropractic form, still quackery. But more on that later. But it does support the accusations that manipulations does nothing. Paragraph 4. But other therapies, particularly exercise, may work just as well. And the other therapies lack the risk of stroke and other complications oddly not mentioned in this article. There has been the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association scientific statement pointing out the positive association between neck manipulation and subsequent stroke. That warning is always ignored by those who manipulate necks. Patient safety has never been the strong suit of pseudo-medical providers. And last month, there was adverse effects associated with the use of cervical spine manipulation or mobilization and patient characteristics, a systematic review, which found, quote, most patients were treated by chiropractors. Manipulation was reported in 95% of cases and neck pain was the most frequent indication. Cervical artery dissection was reported in 57% of the cases and 45.8% had immediate onset symptoms. Let's quickly move on with the rest of paragraph four. And the research so far leaves big questions unanswered. For example, does one technique for spinal manipulation work better than another? You mean, is one form of theatrical placebo superior? Mm, Probably not. What is the mechanism of these techniques? I know, I know, I know. Placebo. And in the U.S., deliberately giving placebo outside of... Clinical trials is often unethical, relying as it does on deception. Quote, Are patients better off being treated by physical therapists, chiropractors, osteopathic physicians, massage therapists, or some other category of practitioner? None of the above. Manipulation has only serious, if rare, risk in exchange for a mild placebo effect. Quote, How long should a patient keep trying spinal manipulation before deciding that no more benefits are likely? How about until they have a cervical artery tear? Nah, that's not a good endpoint. I would suggest don't even try it. See how easy it was? For those interested in more details concerning the answer to these questions, I suggest you go to Science Based Medicine or the Society for Science Based Medicine website. The article also has some incomplete statements. Daniel David Palmer, a practitioner of magnet healing, a pseudoscientific alternative medicine practice, founded Chiropractic, forgetting the a pseudoscientific alternative medicine practice after the word chiropractic. They continue, some focus entirely on manual therapy, whereas many others incorporate other modes of alternative medicine into their practices, such as herbal medicine or acupuncture. Some chiropractors confine themselves to musculoskeletal and neuromuscular disorders, especially for back pain, but others treat a broader range of disorders, which is part of the danger of sending patients to chiropractors, the wide range of useless pseudomedicines that are often incorporated into chiropractic practice, along with a propensity for anti-vaccine rhetoric. And no... Chiropractic has no efficacy for any process, and chiropractors have no education and training that would allow them to treat a broad range of disorders. They offer worthless, dangerous, and expensive interventions, often combined with the unethical sales of supplements in their office. Quote, No one knows for sure why spinal manipulation works. Which is certainly true for those who do not read the literature, but as noted above, based on gold standard evaluations, spinal manipulation doesn't work beyond a weak placebo. I like to call it beer goggles. Quote, Palmer said chiropractic manipulation corrects subluxations, misalignments of vertebrae that impinge nerves. That is the pseudoscientific alternative medicine practice I was referring to. There is no chiropractic subluxation complex. And Palmer did not think it impinged upon nerves so much as the subluxation blocked a mystical innate intelligence, a form of non-existent energy. Concepts divorced from good, sound clinical reasoning and biology. Those words were chosen as a form of foreshadowing, by the way, and still held as true by the majority of DCs and taught in their schools. Even though the chiropractic subluxation and its correction are, as its core, rank pseudo-medicine. Quote, Contemporary studies on the mechanism of spinal manipulation include the disruption of articular or periarticular adhesions, release of entrapped synovial folds, unbuckling of motion segments that have undergone disproportionate displacements, relaxation of hypertonic muscle, alteration of mechanical receptors in the spinal ap- apophyseal joints, and the always ubiquitous release of endorphins just like the mechanism of acupunctures. It sounds so sciencey with so little support for a mechanism for what is a poor placebo effect. More tooth fairy science. And here's the coup de grace or the coup de grace as you might pronounce it. However, spinal manipulation works. It's at least better than nothing when it comes to chronic low back pain, says Dr. Chow. Now, It doesn't work, and anything and everything is always better than nothing. See the whole A plus V versus B thing above. I think you need to have more responsibility for patients' health, wealth, and lives than to use such a lame reason to send patients off for expensive and dangerous placebos. And after all that Kellyanne's spin, the best they can say is, the effects of spinal manipulation appear to be not only modest, but also short in duration. Just like a placebo. And all that build up for such a tepid conclusion? And then they say the same about neck pain. Gross and her colleagues reach similar conclusions about improving pain, function, and quality of life related to neck complaints. After that, I would quote the Bard, Spinal manipulation efficacy is a tale told by a chiropractor full of sound and fury signifying nothing. And they say, quote, spinal manipulation is difficult to study because patients and practitioners can't be effectively blinded to the treatment. As noted above, yes, they can. There are valid sham interventions that fool patients. Quote, most effects are subjective and so very sensitive to biased reporting. All the more reason to evaluate efficacy using strict methodologies rather than those that are guaranteed to generate a false positive. Quote, and it's hard to standardize treatments from one practitioner to another. In other words, just like acupuncturists, chiropractors make it up as they go along. This is yet another suggestion that the effects of manipulation are placebo. You get the same outcome from a wide variety of dissimilar interventions. It is no wonder why, quote, researchers couldn't find much evidence for the superiority of any particular spinal manipulation technique or any category of practitioner. Nor could they determine the optimum frequency or duration, which is just what you'd expect from a pseudo-medical placebo. But the main reason to avoid high-quality randomized double-blind sham-controlled studies is such a study will be negative. Quote, when he does refer patients for spinal manipulation, Dr. Cho tries to make sure the practitioner is not going to apply additional therapies that are unproven. Lol additional therapies. As constructed, the sentence reads like the chiropractic is also unproven. Which it is. Paging Dr. Freud. Despite that, quote, he advises patients to try spinal manipulation for three to four weeks then move on to something else if it isn't helping. In my opinion, that's unethical. Wasting patients' time and money on a worthless, dangerous, pseudomedical placebo. Quote, She adds that no literature review or evidence-based algorithm can provide all the guidance a practitioner needs to treat a patient's back or neck pain. Yeah, that's true. But the literature should also guide you to know when a therapy is useless. But understanding basic science and a critical reading of the literature should let a practitioner know when an intervention is almost certainly fanciful. That's true of all of medicine. But it is a lousy excuse to sending patients off for what I would consider a form of fraud. The special pleading of all pseudomedicine. Oh, there's something in their particular intervention that makes it immune to reality-based evaluations and data. Quote, The decision to use spinal manipulation always has to be based on more than just research evidence. Even when that research evidence is negative... God, I wish I could get away with that kind of crap in my practice, but infections have a nasty habit of progressing and killing my patients if I were to give them ineffective therapy. Quote, Gross insists it has to be based on good, sound clinical reasoning, not present for chiropractic manipulation, biology, not present for chiropractic manipulation, the psychosocial elements around you, and the individual you are helping. So to sum up, chiropractic has no foundation in basic science. Its placebo effects are minimal and transient at best. It has the potential for dangerous side effects. It's costly and time-consuming for the patient. But if one tries hard enough, you can rationalize an excuse to give it a try. Sigh. Just the solution for chronic pain in the United States. I wonder. Maybe I can get Kate McKinnon to read this for the QuackCast. And that ends the 208th QuackCast. Hope you enjoyed it. Go to edgydoc.com for my growing multimedia empire. The Society for Science-Based Medicine for yet another podcast from me. And if you're interested in the specific references, the Science-Based Medicine blog entry of the same name from February 17th, 2017. Thanks for listening. Bye.